Joining me on the phone now is Nick Atkinson. Are you there, Nick? I am, Chris. How do you do? I am very well. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, how's oh, look, your morning? Thank you for having me. Great. Um, so, you are better known as one half of Hopetown Brown. That, that is correct. Um, yes, the, the non-singing half. Oh, right. Okay. So, are you the bass clarinet or the trumpet? Yes, I'm, I'm the bass clarinet and, and sometimes the tenor saxophone. And look, hey, look, sometimes I try and get sing a word, but then right. the bass clarinet playing stops and I need to start playing that again. So yeah. I, mainly it's the bass clarinet. It would be very difficult to play a tenor saxophone and sing. I know, I know. I, there's got to be someone out there who can do it, but it's certainly not me. <laughs> so I'm talking to you today because uh, you are releasing a new track. We, we are, we've got a brand new song, and in two weeks uh, we're going to put out a, a brand new, our third album. Third album? You only released one in September? Well, it wasn't that long ago. We, did, we, did, we released a song last, last September, but our last, record, our last record was about 18 months ago, off the top of my dome. So oh, I'm fun. sorry, I'm sorry, my research is, yes, uh, that was Not at all. 2016. No. Yes, don't apologise. Okay, cool, I won't. Um, I like your, I like your attitude. So yes, your band is known for the high energy shows, and also you don't seem to stay in one genre for too long. You guys are are kind of all over the shop, like a an explosion in a music store. Really, you you go from jazz to funk to soul to even some blues. How do you guys manage that? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, it's funny because we have to pick a genre. You know, when you do, when you go on Apple Music and Spotify, you've got to pick a genre. You know that you're going to be in. Um, there's kind of no getting around it. You can't just say diverse or anything. <laughs> and um, Misk. And our music is quite acoustic. And look, we're playing pretty antique instruments. I mean, the trumpet's been around for 400 years. Uh, the bass clarinet is is derived from one of the oldest wind instruments that ever existed. And Tim claps his hands and stomps his feet, which is, you know, that's bloody giraffe. Timeless, yeah. And, um, and so we put our genre as blues. Um, but at the same time, we, we don't have a 12-bar blues in the set, unless we play St. James Infirmary, which we sometimes do. Um, and so, but we, you know, we love hip-hop. We love, we love the Beastie Boys. Um, we grew up with that stuff. Um, and so... Things like loops and samples are a big part of a kind of a, a, a big part of our kind of musical education, and so we do tend to compose like that. You know, we do. We, we even though Tim is stomping and clapping, he is kind of stomping and clapping a loop quite often. Yeah, we don't use a loop pedal. That's not part of our repertoire. We, we, what you see is what you hear, but um, but it's certainly informing informing what we do and. Man, we listen to all sorts of music, man. I mean, I've I've I was I've been totally bowled over by the by the all that incredible folk and country music coming out of Littleton, and I can't stop playing that on my radio. And I and I'm an absolute sucker for reggae recorded in Jamaica in the seventies, you know. And, Who isn't? And and Tim Tim loves Red Hat, and um, he's he likes UMO. He's probably the biggest UMO fan that I know. Almost every conversation he starts about music finishes talking about Reuben Nielsen, you know. So, you know, we, we have a pretty diverse taste. If there was one thing that really links Tim and I is we love rhythm, you know. We, yeah. Rhythm is what turns us on. If the rhythm of a tune 
that we're listening to is cooking, we, we will love it, you know. And we're not too, I mean, it's not that we don't care about notes and chords and harmony, because we certainly do, but I think it's the rhythm that lights our fire, you know. And for some people, it's not. Some people, some people love harmony and notes, and, and, and rhythm is less important, you know. But it's kind of like, if you listen, if you love a Fela Kuti song, you know, or some incredible Nigerian high life, you know, the horns may not be that in tune, you know, and the, even the singing melody might even almost be atonal, but the rhythm will just get you cooking, you know. And that, yeah, there's a drive to it. Yeah, exactly. So how do you guys, how do you guys compose music then? Is it just one big long jam session and then you think, oh, I, I like what you did then five minutes ago, or do you sit out with a, hey, I, I heard this great, uh, or I've got an idea for a riff and I think that... Uh, we could do something like, or do you come with long, heartfelt poetry that you then uh, put to music? Well, I tell you, I tell you, Chris, the, I, the words are the challenge for us. You know, um, I, we, lo- we we do write a lot of riffs and 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 beats, and we like to start off with a feel, and if we can get some kind of groove going, that can that can certainly be the foundation for a tune. Um, but with the song you're going to play, hopefully in a minute or two, put it down. Um, the we we started with a kind of a chug, like a on on saxophones and bass clarinets. You know, it could be a chug like a bass line or like a guitar chug. You know, I've even said I think in uh, in our press release that it that it's like saxophones pretending to be guitars. You know, and so that that kind of formed the basis to it. But the breakthrough for this song. Uh, put it down it actually came I don't know do you ever watch comedians in cars getting coffee you- I'm familiar with it I think I've only ever actually seen the Obama episode yeah that, yeah that's uh, yeah well so so Jerry Seinfeld gets some unusual antique car and he picks up Obama or or he picks up um Sarah Jessica Parker or he picks up um Alec Baldwin and they drive around for 15 minutes and you know it's pretty bourgeois but it's there's some amazing writers on that show and um, there's typically some great stuff and there was there was one episode where he where he picked up Michael Richards who uh, people will know as Kramer Seinfeld and so obviously they go way back but Michael Richards had this terrible disaster during a stand-up routine where he was being heckled by an audience member and he kind of went the audience member and there were racial epithets used, and he basically disgraced himself, and it was pretty horrific. Quite he kinda, exactly, it was a shocker. He did an absolute shocker, and um, and he basically went underground after that, and it wrecked his career. And his appearance on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee was was kind of his his first step out into the light. And they were talking about that, and Jerry said this: what I thought was just an immensely affecting and touching thing, and yet so simple and such an elegant metaphor. He just said. He said to um, Michael Richards, he said, look, one day you're just going to have to put that bag down. You know what I mean? And, you know, with the suggestion that you've just got to move on. Yeah. And I just love that kind of put that bag down. I just, I thought, I mean, I'm sure we've all had moments in our life where we've completely disgraced ourselves. Maybe not all of us, but I certainly have. My and hands up. You can hold on to that moment or you can put it down. You know what I mean? You don't have to carry it around. And so, so that, and that was a total breakthrough in the tune for us. And then we had a chorus, you know. And because we've been struggling for one, and so we we write songs in all sorts of different ways. You know, it's not always Jerry Seinfeld inspired, but that particular one was. 
Uh, I like the fact that uh, that one is Jerry Seinfeld uh, inspired. <laughs> I've had a We're number. Not even. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's uh, it's inspiration. It's not it's not yes. stealing. It's not plagiarism. It's uh, I hope not. an homage. An homage. Yeah, yeah. And look, I I guess it, for my personal taste, I really respond to writing that is quite direct. I'm not I'm not mad on metaphors, and he, and the bag is certainly a metaphor. Um, but I like to, I do kind of like to spell it out quite simply. And I certainly I certainly really respond to the songs where what that, that are quite light on metaphors. I'm not saying metaphors are not cool, um, but it's just my personal taste. I kind of. I kind of, um, you know, you listen to a Gillian Welch tune, and there's not a lot of metaphors in there. Yeah, she's telling you quite a straightforward story, and that can be great. Um, but hey, you know, there are no rules, you know. And I suppose, look, one other thing about our writing, one thing that we've had to deal with, is really the limitations of of what we can perform, and that, and so that informs our writing a lot, you know. Um, I was actually well, having said that we probably have expanded the palette on this record a bit. We do we have used more keyboards, pianos, um uh we've used some synthesizers, um, we've got a drum machine on one track. Um so we have kind of explored that stuff a bit more and we've probably produced the album. Um John Mulholland, who who is a southerner, I think he spent a lot of time living in Christchurch and maybe even was his family come from the outskirts of Timaru. Um, he produced the record, and he, from Joel Mulholland from the Mops and Gasoline Cowboy and things. And, yeah, uh, and he was a wonderful man. He, I mean, it's there's a huge amount of Joel on this on this new stuff actually. Well, I have a, a last question, and that is, yes. uh, did you see, or do you see the um, the fact that you're a duo? I know that uh, you do a lot of uh, collaborations and, and sort of ring-ins. Is, yeah. that a, is that a strength, do you think? Do you like the restriction of having only two people? Or is it... Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, there, Chris, there are moments where it, it, it's tough, you know? Like, we... It, it, it's tough to be a duo and come on after a big bang and band at, the fest, at a festival. You know, yeah. so a big bang and band with a with an 8 by 10 bass amp and a, and a drum kit. Um, th- and then we come on. We c- that, that's a challenge, you know. But having said that, um, man, a duo is, is so awesome. And, and I think if we... Um, the, and I think the key, the key to the success of the duo uh, is that it really showcases Tim's voice. So the bass clarinet is an, is an instrument the sound and the tone of the instrument is a, is a very kind of soft vowel sound. And while the instrument has power, it doesn't really occupy the a, e, e, or u of a, um, of a voice, you know? It's, yeah. It's just a bit more of a pure sort of sound. Um, and so it really showcases Tim's voice. And look, no matter who's listening to the music, most people, the voice is the key thing that they're connecting with emotionally, even if they don't quite realise it. And so... If you can hear Tim's voice clearly, and you can hear the notes he's singing, and if you can understand the words he's saying, that is just, we've got a massive leg up to communicating with the audience. And um, and Tim brings a huge amount of rhythm, and, and all the bass lines we play and the horn lines we play, we're really trying to accentuate the rhythm. So, you know, I feel like we provide that. And actually, and, and to be honest, a lot of our shows now, we are bringing in another guy named Finn Scholes, who I think was on your very radio station 
maybe only last week we were talking about his new Carnivorous Planet Society album. And um, and Finn, Finn brings some incredible trumpet playing skills and, and he plays tuba and he also is, is, is a wonderful pianist. So, so um, but you know, it, look, it definitely has limitations. There's definitely things you can't, that we find hard to do, you know, and I'd say following that big, loud, punchy band is, is, is the tough one. So we try and play before the big punchy bands if possible. Well, I find uh, something that the two of you do, uh, thinking back to the times that I've seen you, is even yes. if there is only two of you, it's the fact uh, that you... Well, I found myself being drawn into the connection yes. between... Yes. Uh, so I kind of felt like uh, I was in on some edgy in-joke or, or something <laughs> like that. Like I was, uh, I was being allowed in for, for the afternoon. It's funny. It's funny, you know, I think also... This, the little the spaces between the notes are massively important, mm. and um, I think they've been. You know, if you look at the big steps forward in pop music and funk and hip hop, often it's been those songs where they take things away that um, that where, where where it's pretty damn cool. Like "Drop It Like It's Hot," you know, by Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. You know, there's nothing in that tune. It you know, it's just it's the sparsest tune you've ever heard. Yeah, "Drop It Like It's Hot." But it's so memorable and it's so funky and it's so so dope, you know. And yet there it is, you know. I think and Chris, if I may quote Bruce Lee, uh, Please do. he once I think he once said, Perfection is not when there's nothing left to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. Ooh. What a quote. That's and amazing. So, I thought you were gonna go with the you must flow like water. Yeah, um, yeah. And sometimes I sometimes you just say, Hiya <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes you got it. So, an excellent quote. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for your time this morning, Nick. It's really lovely to talk to you. And uh, you, do Chris. you want to introduce uh, Hopetown Brown's latest track? Oh, look, I would love to. And look, there's a, there's a slim chance we might be playing in Dunedin on Friday, the 11th of May, on our Arts on Tour run. We Go on. Right now, down a venue yet, but. Keep an eye out for us. Oh, I, you, might, you might be seeing us. In one of my other uh, incarnations, I manage a community yeah. hall, so I, I really? can help you out with a venue. Well, look, we're looking for one, so look, that could be a beautiful thing, mate. Um, okay, I'll send you a text after <laughs> after we do please this. Do, please do. <laughs> and this song, this song um, is is the second single of our brand new album that's out in two weeks. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Tim Stewart is singing the lead vocal. Uh, and playing the drums and I'm doing the saxophone and the keyboard and it's called Put It Down.